Hey guys, this is Anoop. I'm sure you've heard. I have a startup called Renta. You can visit me at renta.com, R-E-N-T-A-H.com. The idea is you could rent any type of good service or space. So you could rent uh, Arturo to teach you Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or you could rent uh, my friend Andy to uh, set up your podcasting equipment for your next gig, or you could rent uh, the Philosophy of Fighting podcast to uh, promote a commercial on our podcast or some gear, right? Like our friend Michael Shear did, if you want some Wu-Tang apparel. So uh, check out Renta, it would mean a lot to me. Cheers. Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, we're on episode 53. I think you wanted to get started on talking about the fight night last night. Yeah. Okay. So I, get, I guess I've become like a filthy casual, as they say, because I really didn't know anything about a Gamrot or a Sarkoosian. Sarukian, yeah. Sarukian, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I was so glad I watched that fight based on you telling me like about them yeah. and, the fight, and the fight before, Magni versus Rachmanov. Mm-hmm. Both those fights are amazing, but the main event was maybe the best technical match I've ever seen, like up there, top 10. It was a great fight. I, I, think, I think if their names were more marquee names, people would start calling it like, oh, this is fight of the year or fight, like candidate, like definitely. But because they weren't marquee names yet, like you're not going to hear that. But it was a great fight. And when you say great fight, I think a lot of times when there's great fights in the UFC, they're not always technical. You know, it's like people going shot for shot and mm. it's like a lot more heart and entertaining where this still had heart and entertainment, but it was also like, how the fuck did he pull that off? And how did they reverse that? And how did they reverse that? And they were so tired. And how did he count? It was just like, it was like a brutal chess match, but there was like also the scrambles were the prettiest wrestling scrambles yeah. I've ever, I've ever seen. I think. And it was just like, holy fuck, that was like inspiring. Plus, I don't know so much about Polish. All right. One thing. What you said about the names, if their names is marquee. Yeah. The UFC has more and more people with different types of names, but one like more difficult names, you know, not Smith or Johnson. But when somebody is a great fighter, their name sticks with you. Like Nurmagedov, right? Right. Like eventually nobody had a problem with Khabib Nurmagedov. Like it was just like, yeah. Oh, he's great. And everybody would mention their name. You surpassed that. And I kind of felt that way a little bit yesterday with like Gamrot. I was like, oh, that's easy to say. I'll never forget it. Right. Yeah, there you go. Sarukian. Yep. Eventually I'll get that one too. Well, I was like, all right, both of these guys are eventually going to fight for a championship. A hundred percent. Yeah. There's only three losses between the two of them. And there's like 50 wins going into last night. So yeah, I, I called it. I'm like, this is one of those fights where it's like the winner is going into like superstardom. Like the, the winner should be on the way to a, a title. I think they both should be. I think they were Agreed. what ranked 10th and 11th yesterday or 11th and 12th. Yeah. Both of them should be fighting people that are between four and eight right now. Like, yeah, I was going to say like throw them on number five. Yep. Yes. Like both. And I don't know if anybody's going to want to fight either of them after right. watching yesterday's fight because they're going to be like, how the fuck do I even win that? And they're going to use 
the business excuse, Gamrot called out Justin Gagey, which just shows you Gamrot is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Like, you know, because Gamrot was doing well with his wrestling. Gagey has great wrestling defense and fucking kicks and punches hard. And Gamrot's like, no, give me him. I want a great fight. Yep. Guarantee Gagey doesn't want that fight. Yep. Gagey wants somebody that has a bigger name that's easier to beat because people are like, oh, you beat a Gamrot? Like, you know, like, who the fuck is yeah. he? But both those guys were jacked. I don't know that much about Polish MMA. I mean, we know G... Like, the Europeans are doing much better, right? Jan and Giri, like, people yeah. like this. Yeah. But I was surprised to see how good his wrestling was against one of these Central Asian Russian dudes, you know? Like... Yes, Rudy is no mount- slouch either. Gamrot had it. I think he... He beat him in the grappling and Sarukian, like you said, took down is Makachev. Like mm-hmm. I was like, how is this Polish person so fucking amazing at wrestling? Usually that Sometimes doesn't happen. Styles match up. It's not just the wrestling. It's like he sets up the striking well to get to the wrestling. You know what I mean? Like it's not just wrestling versus wrestling. It's how you link it to get there. It, but it felt as though it wasn't like the striking to wrestling that helped Gamrat take Sarukian down. It was his relentlessness of how I mean, he just kept chaining the wrestling together to get him down. Yeah, that too. The first 14 times that Gamrat went for the takedown, he didn't get any of them. Yeah. And the fact that he kept going and then started getting each one after that. Right. Was like. Well, even when he was getting them, Sarukian kept getting up pretty quickly. But, but then it that, took, that changed as it went on. Yes. I think exactly he got more tired is what it really was. But I've never seen that, though. Usually, yes. if you stop 14 takedowns, you've demoralized that person and you use more energy to do the takedown than yeah. to defend the takedown. Yeah. So that felt like mind blowing to me. Like that doesn't happen. And here Gamrot did this. Like if, if you told me Gamrot was the guy from Dagestan's border and Sarukin was the pole, I was like, all right, that's, you know, like. Oh, OK, surprising for Polish MMA. Yeah, and I was like proud. It just also yeah. made me feel like this is maybe another level of MMA in and of itself because Gamera trains at American Top Team, so now like he's in America, so it's not like always oh, just Polish. Right. But no, but still, that- I mean, things have changed. I mean, if you go back even twenty years ago, it was like Brazil and America, and that's it. Then you see Russia get in. Now you see like there's a Chinese fight. Like France has two fighters. You know, like all, all these countries now are, are throwing in fighters as it expands. With different styles, right? Because when Bisbing yeah. took over for England, he was like a boxer and he had good defensive wrestling. But what was his weakness? Oh, his wrestling, you know? Mm-hmm. And then now here's this Polish guy. And I was like, what's his strength? It's like, yo, it's got to be wrestling. Like, that's amazing. Like that mm-hmm. was so fucking cool to see. And yeah, I, I just, I feel like it reminded me a little bit of why I love the sport and maybe I should pay attention more to some of these fight nights without like the big names because mm-hmm. that was definitely, I think that was the best fight I saw this year. I think what helps me too, yeah, it was a great fight. I think what helps me also watch those things is I like to gamble. And so knowing <laughs> these fighters on the come up, like gives you like great insight into like what the odds are when they are versing like, let's say a Justin Gagey, like. I know I'm like, oh, okay. I, I know what this guy can do, but I don't think everyone else that's betting does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, always interested in the, that type of stuff, especially when you see records where they only have like two losses or something and you don't know the name and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah you got to watch those guys. When after the second round, Sarukian won the first two rounds pretty convincingly, but like not murderous. 
Yeah, it was very close. I mean, I, I but, think so. But Gamrod looked a little fresher, and they were saying the odds became at like six fifty to one hundred or something, like a hundred dollars to win, like six fifty. But it was something. It was like a six to one swing, because Sarukin already won the first two. And I was like, yo, this is a perfect time to put some money on Gamrot. Like, it just felt Yeah, I think right Sarukian was a, a, a sizable favorite going in. I think he was minus 270 or something going in. It, exactly. Then so it became yeah, minus it, 650. It, it swelled after two more rounds of winning. Yeah, right. And that would have been the perfect time. to. I was thinking in my head, I was like, if I had a little money, I would have put it right. I'm still surprised Gamrot won. Yeah, I think, it, I always say, we should have more ties. It, it sucks yeah. when somebody loses that fight where it's just like, call it a draw. Like, all right, you both... Yeah, why not? Awesome. Yeah. So when I go on verdict MMA and I make my picks, you can choose a 10-10 round and I throw those out there. Exactly. Why not? Like, all right, maybe he didn't do damage with his takedowns as much. And normally I argue for that. But the damage field pr- felt pretty even on the feet. And then it becomes a debate of like, all right, you get the takedown quick, but he also gets up quick. Then it's like, all right, well, what's impacting each other's cardio more? What's impacting each other's psyche more and then once it becomes that much of a debate then it's like all right if we're debating this much chances are it's a 10 10 otherwise you kind of just know i'm gonna read you the criteria for a 10 10 right now because I, you read it and you're like yo why is this never a thing i'll tell you right now let me see yeah this would be good i didn't even know there's a criteria i read something where somebody was talking about 10 10 where they said it's more of a punishment for both fighters i was like why would that be a punishment 10 10 wouldn't that be 9 9 would be a punishment when both fighters have competed for the duration of the round and there is no difference or advantage between either fighter. Yeah. A 10-9 is when a fighter wins the round by a close margin. 10-8 when a fighter wins the round by a large margin. 10-7 when a fighter completely overwhelms their opponent and stoppage is warranted. That's why you never see 10-7. 10-7 is like a mess up by the ref. So, but even all that... But you'll never like see a 10-7. Yeah. All that still is like a little bit like, well, how close is close? You know, like what, what's like no discernible difference? Like, well, there's always a difference philosophically. You know what I mean? It's like annoying. And I was just thinking about it yesterday too. Like when we do baseball, like there's runs, basketball's points, touchdowns, like, you know, like everything has like criteria. Yeah. But, in but U- if it, in the UFC, to me, if it's, it's a just hard damage. choice, then that's a tie. Exactly. If it, yeah. once it's like if so it's difficult. I think a lot of these judges are like, oh, it's hard, but I have to pick a guy. Why? Yeah, you don't. You don't. You have a Soc- 10-10 available. Soccer has ties. Hockey has ties. It doesn't ruin their sport. You yeah. know, like draws. Like just. Yeah. And especially in MMA, because if you jab me three times, but I get one really good knee to your liver, I don't know. They both hurt a lot. Like, you know, right. like, how That's do you That's the other thing I was explaining to, to someone. I was like, yeah, Sarukian's face looks more messed up. But I'm like, we also saw Gamrot drop to a knee after one of his punches. So, like, what if you can see the brain damage? Like, even though Gamrot looks less hurt, you don't know if he's less hurt. Yeah, you don't know. And also, those kicks, I mean, to me, yeah. they, sound, they sounded crazy. But also, like, there's, a- micro- there's microphones. Like, it's like a nice slap. Yeah. Like, maybe. And also, like, you could punch me in the face, and I might be okay with it. But if you leg kick me, I'm miserable. And so you might have different people that like different types of like, all right, I could take the head punches, but not the leg kicks. Yeah. So then should you value leg kicks more against somebody that hates leg kick? You know what right. I mean? Like where, where it's like, oh, because you actually in your heart, you're hurt more. 
you could never know any of these things. Yeah. So, so give it a draw. Like people are yeah. always biting their mouth guard down, pretending they weren't hurt. It's right. hard. And you got people like BJ Penn that never get cut. Yep. And then you get some other people that are always getting cut up, like the Diaz's. And they're yep. like, yo, but I wasn't hurt. But it's like, well, dude, you looked messed up. Like, yeah. I really respected Sarukian at the end, though. He was like, he was like upset he lost, but he's like, I kind of felt like I won, but I respect him. And I was like, that's exactly how you should feel. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to have to watch the tapes so this never happens again. I got to, like, he gave props to Gamron. He's like, he was way better than I thought. Like, yes. Yeah. Everything is like, maybe my training wasn't good enough. He's like, I don't know where I went wrong. Yeah. I I loved what he said. I think he just fought somebody great too. And they were like, yeah, we're both just great. And, I wasn't even yeah. a Sarukian fan. I just know that he's really good. But after hearing him talk about the fight afterwards, I'm like, oh, no, I like this guy. I become fans of a lot of people, I think, after they lose. But like a close decision like that, yeah. I'm like, all right, they have so much heart and they handle it with such class. Like, I want to see this person grow. And he even said, he goes, I'm young. And I felt like this was yeah. one of these things, too, where Gamera's like 30. Gamera was 31. And I feel like that might have been like a little edge at that point where he's like, I've been through it a little bit and I'm slightly more my prime for MMA. Sure. You two, see this two years from now. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Two years from now, I'd put money on Sarukian. Right. Like, right. Right now, it's like, this is a good bet for Gamera where it's a little bit more urgent for him to succeed. Yeah. Right. And he might have that little bit of extra mental fortitude that you yep. need, I think, in MMA. But yeah. Oh, so happy that i watched that card and i wasn't nice. gonna watch that card i was gonna disregard it yeah I've oh yeah i'm happy how about a rockmanov yeah Jeez. that fight that fight wasn't as fun but it was just Jeez. like impressive magni's not even fuck. easy he just killed him i know magni was going for like leg locks and shit because he couldn't do anything else They're, yeah like and people were like kind of proud of magni they're like oh yeah he had an interesting leg lock game but in my head i was like he doesn't want to do that game. Like, yeah. He had to do that game because that was the only glimmer of hope he had against this dude. Yeah. There were some interesting times where I'm like, oh, Rachmanov's leg lock defense doesn't look so great. But maybe it just didn't look great because he had zero fear. Maybe, I guess. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I just know like today's top leg lockers would have finished it. Yeah, even, sure. Like that glimmer. Yeah. It's just a different game, right? What was the first fighter? Rodolfo Vieira. Rodolfo Vieira, yeah. You were telling me about him, so I looked him up, just how amazing his jiu-jitsu is, but he can't yeah, implement legend. it. Yeah. But he can't yeah. implement it at all in MMA. Yeah, even the so. fight before last night, he got submitted by a guillotine by a blue belt. It was a blue belt that did it? Yeah. But he was it, so tired. Not, this, right? not the fight last night, the fight before that. Anthony yeah. Hernandez, I think his name was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rivera's jacked. Like yeah. Rodolfo looks so jacked and strong and he was going for the takedowns kind of like Gamera, but he couldn't finish any of them. Mm-hmm. It, was like, it was like that little bit of relentlessness that Gamera had that like Rodolfo didn't have. And then, then you can't implement it. So I feel like you might be right about Rachmanov's defense being sloppy, but I also feel like maybe he was just that confident. Yeah. He de- oh, he's definitely confident. Yeah. And he should be. Who did he call out? He called out wonder boy. I didn't want to see that fight. Oh, I didn't even see that. I didn't even notice. Yeah. It wasn't like mean. He also just has such a, a Zen face. He does. I always felt that about Nepalese people. I always thought they were like super beautiful. It's like right above India. So they mm-hmm. always look like they just finished meditating. <laughs> and, and I feel like that guy, he's from Kazakhstan. So like not super far away, but he like has like that, like Buddha ish look. He does. 
where Khabib would look a little angry when he was like doing his smash. Yes. Where Rakhmanov looks like a little bit like so zen that it peace. Yeah, definitely a bit more stoic. Yeah. I think that's his allure too. Yeah, I'm a fan of his now. Uh, So he's welterweight. That's how he called out. Yeah. Yeah, He looked kind of big too, like middleweight-ish. Yeah, I think it's like Hamzat. Like they're both the same weight. They could both make 185 Mm. or 170, but they're making their claims at 170. I think, yeah, the last few weeks with Kevin Holland's victories and these guys' fights, I feel like there's like new blood that's like, all right, we're going to... At welterweight, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welterweight and lightweight? Yeah. Both those. And those were the, I think, the divisions that were like stagnating. They didn't want to fight each other, the top people. Like, good. Let these new blood come in and start fucking wrecking shit. Yep. Yep. Like Kevin Holland versus Jorge Masvidal would be fun too, or... Yeah, that would be great. I would love that. Just, yeah, see some of these people get fucked up, like... I'm tired. The showmanship, the fake robes, and you know, like just yeah. like I like some of the WWE stuff, but win and then do the WWE stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like you're not winning and now you're doing it, it just becomes cringe. Yeah. Speaking of that, weren't you saying McGregor is like McGregor's talking about Floyd too? Yeah, Floyd brought it up. Floyd brought it up? Like is Floyd, I think, had made like a tweet or something to Conor McGregor. And Conor McGregor is like, I'm already in. Like, he's like, yeah, let's go. So I don't know, though. Floyd also used to do this in the past. I mean, he hasn't done it in a lot of years. But all throughout Floyd Mayweather's career, I don't know if people remember this, but he would tweet out to, like, gauge interest in fights all the time. Like, fights were going to happen, and then they wouldn't happen. He was notorious for that. People would jump on it, love it. I think he was using it almost like his, like, marketing to say, like, ah, that's not hitting him like how I want. You know, or like he just keep doing it until like, all right, that's hitting like what I want. Now we're doing that fight. I think he was really smart about it. And maybe he's just doing this, throwing a feeler on McGregor. McGregor, smart man that he is too. But yeah, I'm all in. I think they'd both be all in because it's an automatic $50 million. And it's just like. Yeah, but they might be able to make more. Yeah, that's why I said automatic $50 million. Like it's too easy who knows? Maybe people like feel like, oh, no, we're not going to watch this again. We know how this went last time or something. You know what I mean? Society is stupid. And I am including our listeners and myself because I'll watch it. Like, you know, we're stupid. Like, I'm going to watch just, it. Gonna, yeah, sure. Yeah. We'll just be like, all right. And just like, yeah, we could be watching and celebrating people like yesterday who are like the peak performance. We are. You know? Not Doesn't really. One though. or the other. I think it. I think it's like a little bit, though, like just the intention behind it. We give more attention to these things that are like sideshows and circuses than... I don't think it's a sideshow circus. I think Mayweather-McGregor is fun. It's competitive. I like it. If that's how they sold it. But they're not going to sell it that way. They're going to sell it as like they're each at their peak. And this is like... Yes, they will. That's how they'll sell it. Of course. If they just sold it as like, hey... No, they're going to sell it as like a rematch, like something's left unfinished or you know what I mean? Like the hatred. Yeah, bullshit. It's so it's going to be a soap opera. So that's what I mean by like the stupid. It's not going to be like, hey, we know you love McGregor. You know, we love Mayweather. Like, hey, just let's see what happens. And it's going to be a fun. That's not what they're going to do. They're going to say these are this is the top athletes in the world right now. And and people will eat it up. You know, Dustin Poirier is like, yeah, I just beat him twice. You know, and like McGregor (laughs) literally hasn't won in 700 days. There's some absurd number like that. Maybe even longer than seven. It might be like a thousand days. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe no, Donald Cerrone. 
He beat Donald Cerrone in January, I think, of 2020. 20, right? oh. No, it had to have been 2021. No. No? I'm going to look it up because I think it was right when it was like the pandemic year. He wanted to get a lot of fights. Cerrone fight because Dana White. January 2020. Oh, wow. Jan- January 18, 2020. So more than two years. It's not that crazy. Years. Two and a half years. Yeah. Before that, it was Eddie Alvarez at 2016. So his last fight at lightweight, which he considers his division, was 2016. Yeah. So yeah, like six years. Yeah, but I can see McGregor. All right, so Mayweather is the obvious choice. But if Mayweather doesn't transpire, I mean, it's not like McGregor has a shortage of people calling him out in MMA. He'll verse anyone. Usman will still want to fight him. Hamzat will still, like, name a guy in MMA. They'll all want to fight him. Everyone Max Holloway to- would love to fight him if he wins his title. I think that's the only way you see McGregor go to a light weight class. That's the one place I would be excited. To, I mean, I would always watch a McGregor fight anyway because it is exciting. But like legit excitement would be if he goes, all right, I'm just going to go back to the division that made me 145. Yeah. But, he, but he's too jacked to do that. I think it's and too hard to make it. Yeah. He'll never but make it. That would be like if, okay, if you're talking dream scenario, what scenario would you like to see McGregor come back? That's definitely a top three for me. Yeah, because he hasn't really wanted lightweight. The only victory he had was Alvarez, and Alvarez is great. But since then, like, he was even talking about how big Nate Diaz was. And we know Nate Diaz gets dominated by any real welterweight. Yeah. So I feel like McGregor, Holloway that's not... Holloway would love that fight. A, like Holloway a rematch. Ha- he lost exactly. that decision. Like, yeah. Exactly. That, that would cement would... his legacy. It would, like, overturn Volk. Like, I think that would change things a bit for him. And it's the type of fight that McGregor loves. It'd be like a stand-up, oh, technical, be so beautiful good. battle. I know. I would so love good. Holloway versus McGregor in Hawaii. There would be 120,000 people in the stands. Yeah. That would be like one of the greatest fights. That would be exciting. Yeah, but we also might just be pipe dreaming because 145 may never happen again. No, he's too jacked up on the greatest yeah. fucking Even 155. I don't know what's going to get him motivated to go there either. You can't be motivated once you make a lot of money. You just can't. There's no baseball player, and I haven't been following baseball much, but like when I did, even football, like once you payday. make, yeah, once you get that huge payday, you're never as good. In baseball, I especially see it though because the contracts are ridiculous. The contracts are ridiculous. Also, baseball's not as like dangerous where you're like, if I don't train, I'm gonna die. Like you mm. could just get, you could gain 15 pounds. Nobody will fucking know shit that you gained 15 pounds. Like, you know, like you wear baggy jerseys and no one can tell that you're a little slower or fatter. You're just, you're, you know, your batting average goes from 300 to 280. Like it's subtle, but it's like, you're never as good. Yeah. And I just feel like it's a little bit like that with fighting too. Cause fighting so hard. Like, how are you going to have that killer instinct? Mm. It goes away. hundred million dollars. Like. It would change every single one of us. I don't know. There's a lot of guys that got paid pretty well off and still kept it. Look at Floyd Mayweather. Well, yeah, but he's, what, top 10 ever? Like, you know, you got to be the greatest of the great. I think Mayweather's the greatest boxer that ever lived. Yeah. I don't know enough to say that, and I don't like Mayweather enough to say that, but if an, argu- if an argument can be made, a of good like argument people, can be made. Yeah, that like, like went yeah. rich and still stayed top. Yeah, he... That's and definitely wh- the guy. What did they say about Mayweather, though? He never drank. They said he would go to the club and drink soda water. Yeah. A- and then run back home. Like, and have his, like, fucking... 
So he was like a psycho. You got to be a psycho. They said the best. The yep. Even Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was like, yo, I was running at 430 in the morning. I don't feel that way about Connor. I feel like Connor may have used to have been like that, but now he's just drinking his whiskey. So I've heard Mayweather still trains, like ever since he retired. I know he's been doing these exhibition matches and stuff, but he still trains, not to the intensity that he used to. But the fact that he still trains like most days, every day, like it's kind of crazy. Like when you're that old and you're, you're, you're done, but I guess he's not yeah. done. I, I don't know. Yeah. I respect it. You're that good for that long. Like, and you still want to train. Like there's nothing. Yeah, I just don't people... love him as a person. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you should. You got to respect him for that. But yeah, I just wish sometimes I just wish it was more like football a little bit. Like, all right, you got to fight this dude. I don't care who you want. Yeah. Like, you know, you got to go through the rankings. And beat everybody, which slows everything down too, because Oliveira wants to fight McGregor, and I get it. You're from like a favela. Yep. You, you have no money, and not no money. Now he's better off than before, but like McGregor money is different money. Like he might make more money in this next fight if he fought McGregor than all his fights previously combined. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. Did you see? Uh, speaking of McGregor, did you see Dana White mention that Nate Diaz should fight Jake Paul? Yeah. I, that felt weird. Like it was like April Fool's Day. Why did he do that? I, I don't know. He's like not releasing Nate, but yet said that. And you're like, well, then what's your plan with him? What are you doing? Oh, you and even Nate that? tweeted right after. He's like, great, release me. You think he? You think he wants that money? Nate? No. You think Dana wants half of it? Like he's like, I'm gonna promote it then. You want to? Well, I mean, Jake. Jake also tweeted because he's like, "Yo, I will fight for free. You know my stipulations. I will fight in the UFC for free. You don't have to pay me a cent, Dana. But it's all about that fighter pay." And you're like, "Dang, I I love that he's going all in on it." Me too. It's gonna be what prevents Dana from doing this, but it just puts the onus right back on Dana again. Where you're like, "All right, you think Nate should fight him?" You either release Nate or you have a viable means to have Jake Paul fight Nate. And I also respect Jake because he's not saying like, oh, it has to be a boxing match. He's like, I'll even do MMA. Like he's saying I'll get my ass kicked right. or like I'll put it out there. Like as much as I am annoyed by like some of the new culture stuff, like I respect he's putting himself in there. Right. Dane is never going to do it because it's a lose-lose for him. If Nate wins, yeah, he beats Jake. That's great. But now that contract's done with Nate. So what do you do now? I guess. I guess you just you just take it as a one big fight win, like that much money draws. Sure. I guess that's I your mean, best case scenario. Nate wins. A Nate the worst Diaz, case scenario is Jake Paul wins. A Nate Diaz Jake Paul fight does a million buys easy. Right? Oh yeah, I'm all over it. At twenty five dollars, even maybe fifty, it does a million dollars. So Here's like the thing: bucks. if that fight happens in the UFC, tell me who fans are rooting for. Nate, no, no way. get out of town. No way. People, people still love Nate though. Like Nate is like the people will love champ. Nate. But I'm telling you, they're gonna be rooting for Jake Paul if that happens. It depends who it is. Young kids, YouTubers, even those YouTubers though. I think also like watching Jake Paul fights, hoping he loses a little bit. I think you'd be surprised. I think with that stipulation, only Nate's gonna want him himself to win, and he's still gonna be cool with the loss. If he were to lose. I think the stipulation is just the fight happens. He doesn't have to win for anything. Oh, no. I think, I think Jake was like, yo, if I win, it's the fighter pay change. He's going all in on himself. I didn't. I didn't all right. I have to read about it. I thought he was kind of like, yo, I'll fight for free, but start doing some of this stuff. Because he's like, you'll make a few million off this anyway. Like more. No, he's like, I, I won't make a cent. 
you can make all the money. No, no, I'm win, saying Dana, Dana will make millions. Yeah. 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 But what you said earlier, it's like a semi lose lose for Dana. I feel like Dana's too smart for that. Correct. As much as, as much as we shit on Dana, he's so fucking savvy. He built this fucking thing up from the ground. Like, yeah. I don't know why he would say that. I would like to see if, if Dana was fair and I was a decent person, I would just, if like I was in charge, I'd be like, all right, fight Kevin Holland. Give him like a fun, fair end fight. Like, you know, like that's like a fight. It's like never you, give happen. Ka- you give Kevin, Ho- Kevin Holland some shine if he wins. If Nate wins, great. You just left on kind of top two beating like a stud young guy. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would like that fight. It is interesting to see what will transpire with Nate Diaz and Jake Paul. Jake Paul has a spot on a Showtime card, I think, in August, and there's no opponent still. Oh, Jake Paul, Nate Diaz is the perfect amateur or just a boxing match. It's just yeah. such a great boxing match. Dude, Jake's willing to do MMA, whatever. I know, but I, I kind of like to see. I'd like to see both. But the boxing match would be fun too because Nate is a good boxer and has I'll a good watch chance. either one. It's boxing or MMA. I won't lie. I'm more interested in MMA though. I just feel like MMA is going to be less close, but I would, I would be thrilled to watch it too. For me, it's yeah. almost even. And yeah, it levels. I definitely have more respect for Jake if he does this, which is kind of funny though, because if Nate Diaz fought Tyrone Woodley in an MMA match, he would get smashed. In a boxing match, I think Nate Diaz wins, but I would consider Woodley a more difficult matchup. But yeah, if Nate fought Jake. I feel like Nate is a higher level of competition than Woodley. Does that make sense? It's 100%. weird. Styles, yeah. Yeah, it's like a style. Yep. Because Woodley's soft. Woodley doesn't have that aggression that Nate will have that'll make yeah. it a more of a fight. Yeah. Oh, Woodley's such a pussy. I'm so glad he ruined his, like, a little bit, like, <laughs> his legacy. All he had to do was just keep moving forward, and he couldn't do that. Yep. One thing. Oh, and he got knocked down. It's crazy. Speaking of pussies, you, you want to talk about Giuliani? Yeah, but, <laughs> good segue. Brian's <laughs> going to be mad. Brian's going to be like, how dare you say that, Arthur? But really quick, did Woodley lose to Jake Paul twice? Did they fight twice or once? Twice. Oh, yeah, and second time he got knocked out. Yeah. I can't believe it. I erased it from my memory. Yeah, the Giuliani thing, I think, happened today, right? Or did it happen uh, I don't know if it happened today or yesterday, but sure, it makes no difference. So I saw it in a group chat. I saw a headline in the news, grocery store worker slaps Rudy Giuliani. And like maybe even some of the headlines were like, grocery, grocery store worker assaults 78-year-old Rudy Giuliani. And you're like, oh my God, you know? And Giuliani literally said, quoting, he goes, thank God I'm in a 78-year-old in good shape. It felt like somebody shot me in the back. Someone in worse shape could have fallen down and cracked their skull and died <laughs> and i was like fuck some dude just slapped rudy giuliani and in my head i was thinking like with roe versus wade and all like the fighting that's happening in our country like somebody just saw a politician in a grocery store and smacked him and you watch the video and he literally tapped him on the back slightly slight you you describe it it looked like the pat on a back you'd give to a buddy that doesn't see you. Like you're walking up on the sidewalk and you're like, hey, man, what's up? And you like pat him on the back. That would... was akin to how much that looked. Rudy Giuliani didn't even take a step forward, I don't think. I think he just looked to say like, oh, who's patting me on the back? 
Oh, and so when the guy patted him on the back, though, he said something in, along the lines of like, like, welcome to this grocery store, you scumbag or something like he just called yeah. him a scumbag to me. And he kept walking like he didn't like stop. He no. just kind of like patted him on the back and like just, you know, casually walking. He wasn't in a rush to do it. It wasn't a fast swing at all. It looked friendly, even though it wasn't, he wasn't friendly. Yes, it wasn't friendly. He basically called right. him a cunt. But yeah. he didn't call he didn't call him a cunt, but it was like basically the connotation. I would say it was a tiny bit more aggressive than the way you're describing it. Fuck, to it me, didn't look like that to me. To me, it was like you know how like your uncle will hit you in the back sometimes. I'm like, dude, why'd you hit? Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. like an uncle's pat on the back where it might sting a little, but it was like out of love, but it was like annoying. That's how hard it was. I would say it is the worst case for assault I've ever seen. I think he should get in trouble. Also, Giuliani once, yeah. and this is, if you don't know me now, I consider, I don't know what you would consider me based, like politically based on listening to this show or whatever. But my thing is I hate hypocrisy. And Giuliani once claimed like, we should have trial by combat. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, if you're that type of person, how are you going to say that was assault? You know? Because mm-hmm. then you should have to fight the guy. Like, but to be half so badass in one moment and then so soft in another moment, yeah, I just don't know how anybody can respect that type of person. I agree. He can have the greatest points ever made now. I'll never... Yeah. You lose a lot of respect. For me, at least. Yeah. Just be consistent. All right, just Brian, like- if he's your boy and you still have respect for him after this, we got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> If he was the type of person that was like, no, you should never touch anybody ever. And you, oh, you should always be kind and respectful, sure. you know? And then, and then I'd be like, yeah. dude, why would you do that to Mr. Rogers, bro? Like, you're an right. asshole. Like, and obviously, but like, you're like, no, trial by combat. I'm one of the toughest people ever. Like, I'll clean up. And first of all, he was there because he was helping his son run for office. I'm against anybody who runs for office who had a mother or father who was in office. If your last name is the same as somebody else, like this is in England where we want kings and queens, like find some other new person. We always say we hate rich kids. That's a rich kid. Like, you know, like that don't. So it's just like, I don't know. We're all stupid, which is why I like fighting because I want fighting to be like the opposite of like stupid bullshit. Like what's the truth wins? Like who's the best fighter? Yeah, there's no favoritism. Yeah. Uh huh. You you get punched in the... it's so honest. Yep. And then like everything else right now in our society is just so unhonest where it's like, just be consistent, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I saw that, when he's like got slapped and I saw like a group chat, just everybody like owning the list. And then I just saw on Twitter, this was the slap. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like that's such. Like he's 70 dude. Mm-mm. And then to be like, oh, thank God I'm a healthy 78-year-old. It felt like I got shot in the back. Like, dude. Yeah, I think if you're listening to this and you feel any bit of sympathy or empathy for Rudy Giuliani, please go watch the video. Yeah, exactly. He's a grocery store worker. He's an old fuck. It's not like some fireman that like, you know, like even it's like. The guy was smaller than Giuliani. Yeah, just looked like. It's like, yo, get out of this grocery store. Somebody <laughs> said, somebody said, that's a Staten Island hello. Like, you know, like, go yeah, like, yeah, that's a great way to d- describe it. 
Yeah, your friends call you assholes. Like, oh, you're fucking back here. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, that's yeah. Like, come on, that was a love tap. That's why I said it was like an uncle thing. Where might have been annoying. Like, if somebody hit me like that, like a little bit, I'd be like, but I would mm-hmm. never be like, yo, we have to try you for assault, and you should go to jail for ten years. <laughs> then it's like, dude, you're a little evil, like you old fuck. You know, like. Mm-hmm you're done you're senile like you may have been a great man in the 80s but now you're just like a retarded old fuck like you know like go to bed eat some mashed up corn like i don't even trust you with like full kernels you know like if you can't handle like a a type of uh, getting tapped on the back but maybe this is also people just haven't been in fights and they think that is assault yeah that too which makes the trial by combat even more absurd then but Exactly. Be consistent. You want travel like combat? Like, yeah. Do you know what combat is? Yeah. Any form of it? Yeah. Not enough. Maybe not enough people have been punched in the face. That's a hundred percent the truth. I don't know. I don't like saying that sometimes though, because then no, like sometimes it that. does embrace bullying and just the giant people will win. But yeah, you need somebody to punch the giant people too. I don't know. No, we have all this repressed. It's awful that what we have now, it's so repressed. It's so passive aggressive now because we don't have those outlets. I mean, I definitely know I roll and do jujitsu with people that have like different political views and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like we all respect each other more than the people that don't do that and just fight online. Sure. Look at your military personnel. They become a team. They're cohesive, even though they're all different races, genders, all these different nationalities like yeah like it bonds you there's still infighting in between though i think they say like one out of every four women in the military gets like sexually assaulted and people are getting fucked up and whatever but sure but those problems also exist in civilian life too exactly i wonder if they exist more or less right sometimes i think the mma and jujitsu community sometimes i'm like maybe i always just relate to the flat earther stuff but i'm like sometimes i'm like come on we should be best right but if every kid, I think, was like rolling from like third grade on, like we saw that we saw that a video. We had a friend share a video where it was like a high school fitness test from like the 50s. Mm-hmm. And these kids were fucking jacked. It was like a it was like almost like a marine obstacle course. And they had to do that to graduate. And I was like, oh, my God, if we had that, I I feel like we'd be a better society. Or would we just have more like bullying and people would just be dominating the people that can't compete like oh, on an I, obstacle I, course well i think i don't know about the obstacle course i mean it's good it would create a healthier people but it still wouldn't get them used to conflict maybe i think it'd prepare them a little right because right now america is both the fattest country and the fittest country in the world <laughs> that's an interesting yeah that's what i'm Number saying i one think it would, both baby I think it would create a divide even more so where you'd be some people that are like, yeah, I'm just not going to go to gym class. And then sure. there'd be other people that are like, yeah, I'm just going to dominate you. Yeah, maybe it gets even worse. So who knows? I but think right, right now... That fitness doesn't parlay into understanding conflict and what that does to your mental health when you have no... Like people, I, I don't think you could just be a pacifist and live a nice life. I don't think you can just live your whole life meditating. I think you do have to have conflict. And even monks turn to that lifestyle after conflict. I still think conflict is kind of usually necessary. Does it have to be 
does it have to be physical conflict? Because I feel like everybody's growing up with social media conflict now. So people are always I do think like, physical conflict has to come into your life. Yes. Because right now everybody is dealt with. And maybe that's why. Because even the monks are doing martial arts, right? Like you can't just yeah. not have that. But could that be why we are so eager to fight online? Because we yes, that's any, 100%. We don't, that's exactly we don't what do, I'm saying. We don't do enough offline. And so that's like our 100%. That's, that's like our aggression. And yeah, that's why we like we we join teams like, oh, the Republicans owned these people. So I get part of that victory. That's yeah. like a little bit why like, I hate some nationalism, because it's like you didn't do that. Like, like yo, we won World War Two. Like, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, right. you're, like, yeah, your great your grandfather did. You didn't do anything. You didn't participate in that achievement. of. So I was at a Costco gas beaches. station and a guy got mad at me, the car behind me. <laughs> wow. You know, Costco gas station, it, it like shows you like it's red. And then when it's green, like that, that gas pump is open. Okay. Right. You familiar with that? Not here, but. Okay. I there's the lights premise. above the pumps. So like there'll be like three pumps and there'll be like three red lights that are like, oh, like they're occupied. So yeah. like it's, it's helpful because if you're behind a car, you can't tell if the car in front has left or not. But, you know, it turns green. You're like, oh, it's open. Anyway, pump in front of me turns green. I go up and take it. The car behind me. Like I'm already out of my car, putting the card in the machine, even taking out the, the whatever you call it, the the pump, right? I'm I'm Not getting gas. Yeah. yeah. And the guy, I guess behind me, opens his door. He's like, "Hey, why don't you put up all the way to the front?" I'm like, "It was red," and he like he's like, "You know, you're supposed to do that." And I'm like, "Oh, am I supposed to do that? Why don't you go <laughs> over there and just go over there and do that?" And he's like, yeah. <laughs> got quiet like it was such an interesting like conflict because then like the workers at the gas station had to come over like oh is everything okay is everything yeah man like yo, yo. I-, I was i was like praying i'm like please come up to my face right now <laughs> please come up to my face right now but he just like went off and did his thing i'm like i could tell he was mad but like again like he doesn't want conflict and you're like ah you can bring it man why not just go in front but like, why Right, right. But but regardless, the fact that he even said something is more than probably most people, though. Most people just yeah. say something in their car. Yeah, yeah. He's but he did say yeah. something to me. But then when I said something back, it's almost like he just drops it. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, if you feel this passionately, let's can continue this passion. But, but like, let, let's see who's right. There's a great Nietzsche quote where he said, sometimes people don't attack you to defeat you, but they attack you to see how strong you are. Like, you know, yeah. it's, like a te- it's like a test. Like, oh, and then you answered it. Like, oh, okay, that's, that's not worth it. Like, like bro, I'm not supposed some- to do anything. I can go to any pump I want. If you want to pull up there, you can pull up there too, dude. Like, it's like, oh, you're supposed yeah. to do it this way. I'm like, I'm not supposed to do anything, dude. It's also how you do it. Like, there was, I had an incident at a gas station too, where the guy like pulled out of the thing the pump and so then i pulled in but really what he was doing was reversing because his pump oh. was on the wrong was on the wrong <laughs> side uh-huh and he's like oh i was waiting for the pump and i was like oh yeah i thought you were reversing out and he was like yeah understandable like it was like a, it was uh-huh. like a, it was like a very respectful thing i was like all right i'll move up like you know like yeah where he he could have been like that was mine and i would have been like but dude you you know what i mean but he, yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah he was like no, really, I was here. And he said it like super respectfully. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. You know, like, cause what are you mm-hmm. going to do? You have to move. What 
it's just how you do it. Like there's so much to like tone and like aggression and, yeah. and then like, and I was like, all right, my bad. And he goes, no, you shouldn't apologize. Like it was like such a friendly, <laughs> I don't know. But maybe I guess those are the ones that doesn't get attention, but yeah, it's like how you do. I think we all just have so much aggression in us right now. I think this is like such a powder keg time where nobody. Yeah, maybe, but I, I, I don't think happy. I don't think, I think more bad comes from not engaging in those conflicts. Where like what we repress it and then eventually what it comes out against like your wife or like some fucking like. hundred you know percent. I mean? Yeah. Your kids or some random yeah, person. School shootings. Yeah. All this. Yeah. Yeah. It just has to be controlled, which is why I think we say like it should be at gyms and you should train. And well, wh- why would you think that we're just a species that shouldn't like every species fights? Like why? Why are we so above animals? Oh, we have the power to rationalize. Sure. That doesn't change everything else. I think we don't want to feel bad. Like say you beat up that guy and say his son was in the car. Then now the son. I'm not saying it had to go to that. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I think we that's can, where people, we can that's where argue, people right. Take a- we can argue face to face and not even get into a physical altercation. And that would still be so much more beneficial than going to your gas pump mad and now letting it ruin the yeah. next fucking 20 minutes of your day or maybe the whole rest of your day. Even, do you know, like, cause you know, that's happening to that guy. Yeah. But people Pissed don't listen. It. He's going to talk about it and like fucking to his family or some shit. And you're like, or you could have just argued with me. Could have seen where it went. Maybe it would have led to a fist fight. I doubt it. It's a gas yeah. pump. You have one. I got one. You know what I mean? Like in the end, I don't think you'd be that obtuse. But you'd have felt better. I think bad yet. Yeah. The worst feeling is when you want to say something and you don't say anything. Yeah. And then you're just mad. You're like George Costanza, like you know, in the shower, yes. and you think like. <laughs> and those people are a little bit more vicious. Like the Costanzas of the world, I feel like they're the ones that are like. Yeah, you get so unhappy, crazy shit happens. I think people would be more happy if they had more conviction, if they had more confidence, if they weren't scared of altercation. But I think they also look at this stuff as like jock stuff. Maybe. No, I think your self-worth and your confidence are more important than those other things that you might associate with that. But they're going to say, Arturo, you're six foot and 180 and strong and have a gym. So you're just like a fighter. So you don't. Yeah, but your cause and effect is wrong, right? Like you're saying the effect of my strength is that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The cause was that. The strength is the effect. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like people do that all the time. Like, oh, he's a big guy. He's strong. No, he's a strong guy. And that's why he's now big. For some people. Some people just sure some yes but yeah, like i'm saying do, people exactly. often do that to make themselves feel better they'll flip the cause and effect yeah it really i i don't know i'm i'm with it i think i was also just tired of people saying like i was more of like an intellectual dude as like a teacher and not enough like oh you can't do this and that and i'm like i get you know yeah. like and so like I, I needed to and maybe that's also good for other people where you could prove yourself because I think we were talking about it last week where I was talking about like the fight I almost got into, like the fights I've gotten into when I was younger. Yeah. And I've definitely gotten into less fights now. Sure. And I know how to fight better now than I did then. So yeah, there's definitely like truth to like, you just have to know yourself and it helps you know yourself. Yeah. I think fighting does that. They martial I, arts. Or I just think even, even just not being scared to speak up. Most yeah. people are terrified. And do you think it's because there's like 
they they follow that track all the way to the end where they go oh my god this guy might fuck me up or this guy's smarter than me and this guy's better than me and this guy's- i do think those thoughts enter people's minds sure but i also think even in like the avenue of like being in a public place where that is not even a possible outcome they're just scared to speak their mind because other people might challenge that yeah and they don't know what their next line of defense is Honestly, what works for me, and I saw this on a self-defense video, and I shared it with you, uh-huh. and uh, it's the idea of being okay with whatever outcome. And so there was a guy that walked into a gym, and he gave like a self-defense seminar to people, and then he goes, how do a lot of star- fights start, you know? And then so like, he, like, he's like looking at like one of like the big dudes at the gym, and then like, the, the, like they're like, so give me some scenarios. What do people say before there's a fight? You know, and like the big guy's like, why are you looking at me? And he goes, why am I looking at you? You just, you just have a really nice shirt. Like, I thought your shirt was cool. Like, you know, and he's just like, yeah. and, he, and then he just, you break people down. Like, oh. so yeah, like, oh, you say something that you believe and then somebody has like a really good point after. Why not just be like, yo, that was actually a really good point. Like, that's yeah. like, why does it have to be like, oh my God, like I'm an idiot now. Right. Who's I'm winning thinking. or losing? Yeah. And that's another reason why politically nothing is ever solved. Like, why can't you just be, all right. Yeah, that was, the, that, that was a fair point. Yeah. Why does that have to be a knockout blow and not just like a jab? Or I you know, know like, it's viewed as a loss. Yeah. It's so frustrating. So like for me, like I'm like, yeah, logically that's sound, you know, like maybe here's this is why I don't agree with it, but like, you know, that's fair. Like that's like a interesting point. Yeah. I, I, I wish I, I think we'd get more that you get more confident. Yeah, I think all those things. But yeah, then like after the Roe versus Wade thing, like I a lot of people are posting things and I don't know if it's true or false or bots or whatever, but people are like, like we're going to riot and like, we're going to fight and all these things. And I'm like, it just looks cringe when you say it now, but you wouldn't fight. Like, you know what I mean? Like half the time you're like pacifist half the time you're like, now nah, we're going to, you have to always be training. You can't just say now I'm going to fight. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. dude, like, no, now you want, you're going to get your ass kicked. Like you should have been preparing for this eight years ago. Mm-hmm. so you can be better at fighting when you actually need to fight as opposed to just i don't know we live in the upside down world <laughs> i'm very disillusioned by a lot of things it's crazy whatever hopefully we can just we can only control our lives i suppose so a lot to look forward to next week ufc wise yes our boy max holloway is back mm-hmm. with my volkanovsky mm-hmm. an incredible trilogy that I think should have been 1-1, but right now it's 2-0 Volkanovski. Agreed. But Some people thought it was 2-0 Max. I love Max, and I would want to argue that it was 2-0, but no, I think legitimately it was 1-1 mm-hmm. in my Agreed. assessment. Yep. I would maybe, if I had to like really stand Max, I would say I felt like he won fight number two more than Volk won fight number one, but that's probably my own little bit of bias. But I think I would just no, say 1-1, and they're I'm- evenly... I like Volk. I like Max. And I like Max better than Volk. Small margin. I really, I like Volk more than most other people, I think. Yeah. And I would also agree with you that I think if you added up the fights, Max wins. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm in, I'm in that boat and I'm happy though, that Volk got a couple wins that were not Max. Yeah. He's like a legit champion. Same way. Like, yeah, the same way Glover won. Like, I'm like, all right, good. Like, I want more people to taste that championship that worked so hard for it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm super pumped about that fight. I think that yeah. fight is going to be 
a classic. And each of them, though, fuck, the last two fights were so close. I don't think they're the type that are going to try to let it be close again. I think they might take more risks. Oh, yeah. I think this is a legacy-type fight, cement, nail-in-the-coffin-type shit. Yeah, this is big. Yeah, if Volk wins, he can be considered GOAT. And if Max 100%. wins, he can be considered GOAT again. Yep. And it's just like, oh, fuck, that's amazing. Yep. If Max wins... Then you even get the precedent of like, yo, Max won the first Volk fight, so he should technically be champion for like fucking four years. You know what I mean? Like people start doing like that type of talking yeah. like, oh, shit. No, I think the first Volk fight, Volk won. But Correct. But the you got to give him the respect. But yeah, exactly. The second, I feel like Max won. Yeah. He did. And the second fight, I felt like Max fought a lot differently than he did other fights where he was throwing knees and spinning back kicks and he, yeah. he would he would do that stuff sometimes in the past, but I felt like he upped it more yeah. the second one. Yeah. There's also a great fight, Bantamweight, Pedro Munoz versus... Oh, well, first, do you want to say who you think is going to win? Do you want to do like a prediction or oh, anything like that? Uh, Max Volk is really hard for me to pick, but I'm going with Max. Really? Yeah. I'm rooting for Max, but I feel like Volk's going to win. I think Max is going to... I think a lot of people now think Volk is going to win, but I think the pick is Max. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I just think yeah. it's like a little bit like graphs. I think a lot of people look looking at it like you are right now. Volk is on a slight uptick, and Max is not on a downtick. No, not it's at just, all. He he's just not rising as fast as Volk. So Volk had the ability to get a little bit better. So I think I if like I've gun to my head and I had to guess who was going to win, I'd say Volk. Plus, I think Volk's a better point fighter than Holloway. So if he can control yeah. it that way, like, yeah. But, but like you said, I think this one's getting finished. It ha- they're just both so hard to finish, too. So it's like... <laughs> they're both impossible to finish, really. Yeah. They are near impossible to finish, both of them. They've both been finished, but not in a very long time. And you would consider those anomalies. I think Max was finished by... Who was it? Poirier? Like an arm bar? Was it yeah, Greg? Poirier. Yeah, so long ago. Yep. Yeah. And Volk only has one loss in his career. Yeah, and that was a finish, but that was a blip. Also, the guy I think Volk lost to was way bigger than him. Interesting. Yeah, something really weird about that fight. Yeah. Volk is saying if he wins, he wants to go to lightweight. So, I don't know. Lightweight's like a little busy, but... He has a case. good or bad. He has a case, and he's strong, and he used to weigh 220. So, it would be interesting to see that as well. Actually, maybe the fight I'm most excited about... Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira. Mm. Just because Strickland is like kind of fun to root against, and he's yeah. so game, and he's so game, and he's like a bully. A lot of people say like that trained with him. Yep. He'd like pick on people, but Alex Pereira is the last guy to. He's the one that beat Izzy twice in kickboxing, correct? Yep. So I don't see how Strickland could beat Pereira on the feet. The only place he could beat him is taking him down. But Pereira's been training with Glover. And I think he could keep the fight standing. So I think this could be a humbling moment for Strickland. I, I think, think so. it's a, I think it's a great fight. You think Strickland wins? No, look, I think Alex Pereira can beat him. I think Strickland wins. Really? How though? Boring wrestling decision. I do think Strickland will surprise you on the feet though, because he'll be able to keep Pereira distracted with the wrestling to hit him. You might be right, but I'm thinking all the training with Glover has made him no. feel a lot more comfortable on the bottom and he's going to get up. It's and not enough. 
I think if his kickboxing beat Izzy, there's no way standing. Strickland by boring decision. What I want to see happen, Pereira win first round knockout. So Pereira's the favorite, I think. I know, which is wild. Wow, I just looked it up. So, all right, so Vegas agrees with me or the way people are betting. But yeah, considering Strickland, I think is more well known. I think Vegas agrees with me. So I feel better about my choice now. I'm, I'm going with Pereira. I'll I bet think it. Str- I think Strickland can't do it. All right, we got 10 on it. All right. I got, I got Pereira. This is happening. And okay. then we got Munez versus O'Malley. Which is, this is O'Malley's stiffest competition since Cheeto, correct? Yeah, but Munez hasn't gotten a win in a long time. I think this is going to be, I think Munez is on the way out. Okay. Well, so I think, I think O'Malley is going to have his usual type of fight. It's going to be lightning. It's going to be really exciting to watch. He's going to finish Muniz. And I think he's going to get a lot of credit for finishing Muniz. But I don't think Muniz is a step up in competition. He's a lot taller point. than Muniz. Huh? He's a lot taller than Muniz. Muniz is yeah, five, I mean, six. Sean O'Malley is taller than everyone in that division. Yeah. He's and as tall that, as they get. That always gives him a good advantage. Let's see Muniz's last record. All right, yeah, he lost to Dominic Cruz. He lost to Jose Aldo. Then he beat Jimmy Rivera, who's good. But then he that lost was barely. To I, okay. I, yeah. He lost to Frankie Edgar, split decision. He lost to Aljamain Sterling. Then he beat Cody Garbrandt, who we know is struggling. He beat Brian Caraway, Brett Johns. Yeah, you're right. He's been very up and down. Hasn't been so great as of late. Yeah. I think he's on the out. His last decisive victory was March 2019. So over three years ago. I think he's cooked. Regardless, then this is a good opportunity for him because if he beats O'Malley, then he's back in the game. Yes, 100%. So, so he knows, like, this is my fucking shit. Maybe Last chance. He takes him down and just uses, like, some of his old stuff, bread and butter, fucking jujitsu and judo. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to see that, though. I'll take O'Malley. I don't want to take Munoz. Yeah, so. all right, fair. But I'm gonna I'm gonna root for Munoz. So I don't know. I like O'Malley too. I like both of them. Yeah. O'Malley's just like a little emo sometimes. He is. He's fun to watch too. He's the good and bad of this generation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What he does is pretty. If he didn't do like the Cheeto stuff, yeah, like, diminish his victory. I would like him more. So it comes with it, man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's a that's a fair way of looking at it. Hmm. And then, of course, we got Izzy versus Cannoneer. Yeah, I'm not even that excited for this fight. I mean, it's going to be a good fight. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is going to win. More exciting than people think it is. But yeah, I think everyone is writing like, oh yeah, Izzy. Why do you think it's going to be more exciting than people think it is? Because I think Cannoneer is more of a gorilla than people realize, especially next to Izzy. That's his nickname, the Killer Gorilla. And I believe he's one of only two people to have a knockout at heavyweight, light heavyweight, and middleweight, which is where this fight is. Yeah. And he was a big heavyweight too, and he's a jacked fucking middleweight. So he is like a gorilla. And when he fought Whitaker, Whitaker beat him decisively. But I think Whitaker also lost round three. But the thing that made that fight wild is I believe in round one, Whitaker threw a kick and Cannoneer blocked it with his arm. But the kick broke Cannoneer's arm. So he won round three with a broken arm, mm-hmm. which, which is fucking shows he's got a ton of heart. 
he's super tough. And I think people are going to be like, oh, yeah, but Izzy beat Costa and he's big and like a tank too. And yeah, look, I think Izzy wins. I just think that it's going to be a little bit more exciting than people think. I, and Cannoneer, I think, is also one of these dudes that has had a difficult life. I believe he trained in like Alaska and oh, wow. like lived in his car at times and like struggled. Like he is like one of these people that was like MMA was his job. Mm-hmm. where you're getting paid minimum wage, but he kept fucking grinding. And I believe he's also a little bit older, like 35, 36. Yes, yeah. So he knows... This is it. This, yeah, like it's not like, oh, I'm going to... He might have another chance again, but... Maybe. But the clock is ticking. And I think there's like something to that. You get the right moment and the right like fucking type of gorilla. Mm-hmm. I, I can see it being close. But also the betting line is Izzy is minus th- 365. Yeah. So, so yeah. Vegas and a lot of people assume that this isn't going to be that close. Mm-hmm. I just think this is like Izzy's bread and butter. People that are a little bit slower and bigger than him, that are less technical than him. Like that's where he's, I think, at his best, Izzy. Yeah. Imagine Cannoneer just comes out with wrestling. I mean, I bet Cannoneer is probably almost as big as Jan Lukovic. So, yeah. Jan was able to do it with Izzy, but Izzy was able to learn from that fight presumably sure can Jan can Nanier take him down you think yeah is Cannonier that type of fighter though I see him more kind of Can't like be. I mean he's well balanced I I'd be happy for Cannonier you know like it would be like a really I, I just good think Cannonier can take the shots coming in is what I'm thinking okay if he comes early with the pressure if he's gonna wait to like find his spot too much time he'll hug too many hits that add up See, that's the thing, though, I feel like Izzy's so good at. Like, he kind of hypnotizes you with his movements. And then, yeah, you become, like, a little stuck in the mud. And then he gets even faster. Like, that's what makes Izzy so so good at that psychological aspect of fighting. Yep. That's why I think a tank, I mean, obviously, cost is a tank. That doesn't go his way. I I knew that was going to be a highlight for Izzy. This, I don't think, is going to be, actually, I think Izzy will probably finish with a highlight. But I don't think that whole fight is going to be a highlight. Yeah, look, I mean, you underestimate people, they surprise you. And I'm underestimating Cannoneer, and I'm sure a lot of people are. Yeah. And it's not that I'm really putting down Cannoneer. It's just that I'm uplifting Izzy. Izzy. Yeah. Yeah. And I like Cannoneer. So I'm excited for the fight, but I think I'm excited for those other three fights we mentioned more because I feel like they're going to be more competitive. (laughs) Oh, what do you think about Cerrone versus Jim Miller now that that's on the card? Good. It's like, yeah, it's like a little love triangle with Lozon too being kicked out. But I love Lozon, so good. Like Lozon, I think Lozon's last fight was a victory. So maybe just end on that yeah. victory. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm rooting for Jim Miller. I, I like Me Jim too. Miller. Me too. He doesn't, he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. Jersey guy, just yeah. so fucking talented in game, like fought everybody. Yep. Most minutes in the octagon. Yep. I think I think he's like one of those people that should eventually be like a Hall of Famer in the UFC. Yeah. In other sports, longevity is not respected. You know, like, oh, you had good numbers, but you did it over 18 years. Like, nobody gives a shit. But I feel like in fighting, you should give a shit about that. Like, it's so hard to do that. Agreed. Yeah, I think so. So people like him. Had like Cal were- Ripken gain respect. Tony Gwynn. Yeah, but those guys were also 
really great too. I don't know who's like a good example in baseball. Oral Hershiser. Well, he had some great seasons too. I know. That's uh, the thing is like usually the guys that last a long time do have something. I, yeah, they do. Exactly. The only reason they lasted that long is because they do have something. Yeah. You know, fighting is the hardest to last long. And so exactly. I give respect. Yeah, exactly. And the way Jim Miller wins in a lot of his fights with like amazing yeah. submissions. Yeah. He's still winning by finishes and shit. You're like, this is crazy. Yeah. So game. Plus, there's like I, one thing I like about the Basketball Hall of Fame is the Basketball Hall of Fame includes college. Mm. They don't they don't just keep it NBA. So if you had an amazing college career and like say you did well in the Olympics, too, you'll get in. And uh, I think that's very important. And with fighting, I think like there should be some of these other things like, oh, you wrestled in college and won a medal or like, you know, you've done other things like you, uh... competed, you competed at ADCC. I mean, and even, you would call that the Combat Hall of Fame then. Yeah, exactly. Like a martial arts. I like that though, a Combat Hall of Fame. I, I hope the UFC eventually kind of becomes that. But like, yeah, even like, say you're a great Tom DeBloss, you know, like who's been teaching mad people and technically like, you know, is one of Gordon Ryan's first instructors and shit. Like, like people like mm-hmm. that are like, yeah, that's Hall of Fame worthy. You fucking taught like thousands of people, you know, and competed and did well. Like, so I think... Right. Yeah, I would. That's the difference. Like, you have basketball Hall of Fame and NBA Hall of Fame. That's different. I thought I thought there's just one basketball Hall of Fame. Like right, there is no NBA Hall of Fame. So you're like, all right, that doesn't. Right, NFL has its own Hall of Fame. It's not the football Hall of Fame. It's the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's the difference. I think yeah, we should just have guidelines to open it up a little bit. You know, yeah. with and since the martial arts is mixed martial arts is so young, I would like that. Like you know, and I feel like Jim Miller's. You know, he's not a Khabib and he's not an Anderson Silva. Yeah. But but who is? And But he's also done things that they haven't. So Exactly. And there's a lot of people that I guess it's like, you know, some people will say like Hall of Very Good, but I think there's something to say when you're in the beginnings of a sport and you're that good. You know, maybe yeah. in twenty years somebody like that, like, all right, whatever, but now like no, he helped build up the sport. I think so. Any other fights or anything you like or no, I'm just excited for next week. I think it's going to be fun to talk about that next week and like, yeah, see what else, see if anything this is from the Nate Diaz, Jake Paul stuff with Dana White. Maybe we could also look into the Kane Velasquez thing since we were talking yes, about Yes, we're going to have Brandon combat. on for that. And yeah, I think it's interesting. Hopefully everybody trains well this week. Go to the gym. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Thanks like always for listening. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.